Hello, my friends. It's Andy and Eddie coming to you live from your Belinda, California. Oh, we almost wore their matching t-shirts. Very close, though. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. I love that shirt. That's one of my favorites. Thank you. Hey, my friends. Um, uh, go to CaliforniaParentAlliance.org. That is a an organization that is making huge changes in California. Are you going to say making America great again? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you're a parent or you're a grandparent or you're an aunt or uncle of uh, any child that goes to school in California, subscribe so you can be aware of stuff that's happening, things you may need to vote on. You got these SB things, uh, you know, legislation. legislation, and you got people that we need to, to find to take the place of the, the bad people. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to change yes. my wordage. But go there, California Parent Alliance. We have this uh, event coming up right here. It's called Stay Fearless, the school board event. That's March 14th. Make sure and be there. And if you know anybody that's in the Westlake Village area, Los Angeles area, Simi Valley area, even Orange County, uh, let them know about it. It's at the Novo Cafe in Westlake Village. Uh, a number of speakers. Um, and everybody has a little bit of a presentation to do. They're going to be talking about their uh, school board experience and some people are, are looking to get elected uh, to school board and they want to talk about why uh, they want to get elected. So great event. So make sure you be there. Um, and then last night you had a, an event at Friends Church. Yes. We talked about that um, after we get done reading the devotional. Absolutely. You, had a, you were excited. I was uh, filled with the spirit. Yeah. The text messages I was getting were full of life. <laughs> jumping out of my phone. <laughs> All right, we're reading from Smith Wigglesworth devotional uh, for March 4th. You may be shocked about what the uh, the contents of this devotional is. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there's anything that Smith does in the healing realm that's shocking anyone who listened to us at least three times. Yeah, so on March 4th. Uh, and the time- he heals three people in this one. Yes, he's, it's crazy. Um, the um, title is Demonstrations of God's Might. The reference is Matthew 16, 18. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. The scripture reading is Matthew 16, 5 through 26, which we'll be reading in just a little bit. Smith says in this devotional, he says, God is pleased when we stand on the rock and believe that he is unchangeable. If you will dare to believe God, you can defy all the powers of evil. 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 <laughs> There have been times in my life when I have dared to believe him and have had the most remarkable experiences. One day I was traveling in a railway coach. There were two people in the coach who were very sick, a mother and her daughter. I said to them, look, I have something in this bag that will cure every case in the world. It has never been known to fail. They became very interested. And I went on to tell them more and more about this remedy that had never failed to remove disease and sickness. At last, they summoned up the courage to ask for a dose. So I opened my bag, took out my Bible, and read them the verse that says, I am the Lord mm. who heals you. That's from Exodus 15, 26. God's word never fails. He will always heal you if you dare to believe him. Men are searching everywhere today for things with which they can heal themselves. And they ignore the fact that the balm of Gilead, Gilead, oh man, Gilead, sorry, balm of Gilead, is within easy reach. As I talked about this wonderful physician, 
the faith of both mother and daughter went out to, toward him, and he healed them both right in the right in the train. God has made his word so precious that if I could not get another copy of it, I would not part with my Bible for all the world. There is life in the word. There is power in it. I find Christ in it, and he is the one I need for spirit, soul, and body. It tells me of the power of his name and the power of his blood of cleansing. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Mm. A man came to me one time and brought his wife. I said, what seems to be the problem? She said, he gets employment, but he fails every time. He is a slave to alcohol and nicotine. He is a brilliant, he is a bright, intelligent man in most areas, but he is in bondage to these two things. I was reminded of the words of the master giving us power to bind and to loose. And I told him to stick out his tongue. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I cast out the evil powers that gave him the taste for these things. I said to him, man, you are free today. He was unsaved. Oops. But when he realized the power of the Lord in delivering him, he came to the services, publicly acknowledged that he was a sinner and was saved and baptized. A few days later, I asked, how are things with you? He said, I'm delivered. Wow. God has given us the power to bind and the power to loose. Another person came and said, what can you do for me? I have, a, I have had 16 operations and I've had my eardrums taken out. I said, God has not forgotten how to make eardrums. Wow. She was so deaf that I do not think she <laughs> would have heard a cannon go off. I anointed her and prayed, asking the Lord to replace the eardrums. But afterwards, she remained as deaf as it was possible to be. However, she saw other people getting healed and rejoicing. Had God forgotten to be mm. gracious? Wasn't his power just the same? Yes. She came the next night and said, I have come to believe God tonight. Take care that you do not come any other way. I prayed for her again and commanded her ears to be loosed in the name of Jesus. She believed. And the moment she believed, she heard. She ran and jumped on a chair and began to preach. Later, I let a pin drop and she heard it touch the floor. With God, all things are possible. God can heal the worst case. Discouraged one, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain you. Look to him and be radiant. Look to him now. Thought for today, faith is an act. Faith is a leap. Faith jumps in. Faith claims Faith has an author, and faith's author is Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I have two things really quick. Yes, please. What is actually pretty good about this one is that, at least in the second one, Smith did not personally have success. With the, with the man with the nicotine? Healing. Yes. He didn't personally? No, because he said the guy didn't, the guy did not believe. Right, but and then he said, uh, "Next, it's next page. Uh, next page, yeah." Okay. And you're free. He was un, he was unsafe, but when he realized the power of the Lord in delivering, he came. He came to services publicly, acknowledged he was a sinner, and was saved and baptized. A few days later, he asked, like he, he saw him somewhere, "Are you? How are things for you?" He said, "I'm delivered. God has given us the power to bind and the power to loose." So it wasn't like at that moment. Oh, uh, okay. He went home. Even though left. he said, man, you're free today. Yeah. But later, it, it, but 
what I'm going to get to is then even in the second one, it, it caused me to realize it's not, again, we know this. I know it's not Smith saving money, but it's just reminding you in different ways that it's up to the person. It's not Same Smith method. is saying, listen, you gotta I'm believe. telling you this is what, what can happen if you believe. And exactly. in all three of them were different ways. Either the person believed right away and was ready to be healed or he goes, man, eh, eh, not so much, but let me go to church a few times and then let me. And then he shows that through his work and I know it's not works, but his, his commitment, his faith, his faith. And then he was saved. But again, each, all three of them, it was really up to the people, not up to Smith. Yes. So that's why I like this one better yes. than the rest. Because in, in some ways it gives you the impression if you're not, you know, an educated Christian like you and I, <laughs> you may think it's Smith healing them. Right. It's Jesus Christ. And it's the person who believes in Jesus Christ that gets the healing. Uh, it reminds me of the story of the woman with blood who went through the crowd and touched his robe. And Jesus said, you know, who touched me? And he said yeah. he felt the power leave from him. And he said, daughter, your faith has made you well. So it's always this. It's always the person you're praying for. Do they have the faith? And actually, I had this one experience where me and these two other ladies were praying for a very dear friend of mine. They didn't know her. And... um she was had this like demonic oppression of self that was robbing her of her self-confidence. It was, mm -hmm. it was really um, tearing her apart and made it very difficult for her to walk in the purposes <coughs> that God had for her. And no matter how much we prayed, it wouldn't go. And my friend came up to me later and says, she doesn't believe it'll go. So if she doesn't believe it, then we could pray till, you know, till we're blue in the face, it won't work mm -hmm. because the recipient has to have the faith. And that's why I prayed that prayer when we were finished reading this. I was, was going to bring that up. So that was the second thing. Remember I said there was two things. Yes. Well, the second thing was, what, if you don't mind, what was it that after, because just so you know, before we go live, we read through the scripture and we read the devotional. I read it so that I can practice the words because I need that extra help. But I also read it so that we can begin to get the, the wheels turning and, the, and God can give us you know, a direction and give us things that he wants us to say. Um, but what was it about reading the devotional, which you, we've, I don't know that we've ever done before that caused you go back to a second prayer. Uh, because that's what hit me is that Smith is saying, you have to believe mm -hmm. that you, the prayer works. And, and actually ever since me and Andy have a little predicament we're going through. And ever since I talked to one of the people involved in this predicament, and she told me what the issue was. I knew I had to start praying that um, what was the impediment, mm. the thing that was standing in our way to be removed. Right. That I needed because I knew Jesus can do that. It was actually, it's actually quite simple. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not, it's like there's this one thing that's motivating somebody to do something to us. And if that one thing is removed, that motivation's gone. Right. And our problem is solved. So I was just, I, you know, so being, is, is it important? Do you think Because sometimes we want us to think that God, you know, we know God knows everything right before now what's going to happen, but do we need to be specific about what it is oh, that, absolutely. We need, that, that, that specific thing? Cause sometimes we can leave it up to like chance, like, you know, God, whatever is happening right now, could you just make it go away? As yeah. opposed to saying, God, this one thing that we know is keeping our situation in a 
in a not happy situation, um, we need to be more specific. What's well, that's what I learned last night. Uh, and relearned, because I know this, is that uh, people say, well, why should we bother to pray? God knows everything. If he wants to change it, he won't. And um, Chris from Friends Church made a point of saying, no, because God uses us as intercessors, as people who stand in the gap for a prayer, and God likes to answer the prayers of his servants. Mm -hmm. And so we have to be direct and explicit asking God for certain things. And so I was reminded of that last night. And so today when I've got this new. Should we tell them what happened? So Friends Church, your Belinda, there was a, a, a special prayer night. Yes, it was a prayer night uh, specifically for Chris, one of the pastors and his family, and also for Ukraine. And so he had a list of things that he wanted us to pray for believers, for the power of the gospel to spread in this difficult situation, for God to turn the hearts of Putin and others towards him, to find the mercy of the Lord and and to return and repent, and um, just to give peace to the, to the nation, to the world, and to other leaders to get discernment to do the right thing. And um, it was, and there's just such a rejuvenation that occurs when you pray that that's what made me, that's what gave me that high was that, first of all, I, I love the power of prayer, and I get really, really motivated and into it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it just left me with that feeling. And so today when I got additional details, I feel one uh, scripture that keeps coming back to me and I should uh, look it up while we're, while we're talking is that the Lord says, and I think it's in Corinthians where he says, if my people would just turn to me and repent, I will forgive them and wash away their sins. And so I just keep that. I could just keep thinking back to that. Lord, I repent, Lord, I repent anything that whatever I have done that's caused you to put this impediment in our path, because nothing can happen to the believer that the Lord doesn't allow. Mm -hmm. So either like in Job where Satan says, let me test them and see if they still love you. Um, or it's God challenging us to grow and to change whatever it is. Nothing go, comes to the believer that doesn't pass through God first. So I know he is well aware of what's happening to us. And, and now with specific details, I know specifically, and we can pray specifically for something to happen awesome. and, and, and pray that the Lord, uh, that the Lord solves the problem. But either way, um, if he doesn't take us out of it, he's going to take us through it. And we know that, but um, I just, I felt encouraged to pray a very specific prayer. Cool. You know, there's um, three services Saturday night and then two on Sunday, I believe there may be a third one on Sunday, but I'm pretty sure it's only two. So out of the three services, they make an announcement to that. You're, they're going to have this prayer meeting last night on Thursday. And what I, what I'm imagining is that, 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 that you, you pluck out the strong believers and the prayer warriors out of each one of the services. So you get two or three out of a, out of a service, you get five out of another service. And the, is that, is that kind of what you see? that showed up last night were prayer and, warriors that and people that have been doing this for five years they've wow. been doing this every first thursday for five years wow yes <laughs> so there are some regulars and then there were those of us that were that were new and i had this whole conversation with the holy spirit before mm -hmm. i was going i was like lord maybe i should just stay home and he's like daughter get up and go and i was like really you should get up and go and i was like okay i was like oh satan always tries to distract me i was busy last night so i i, I couldn't go yes. i had a prior commitment 
but uh, is that part of like you going by yourself to a church that you're it's not really I yeah mean, it's slowly it's becoming a, a second home yeah but it's always awkward going to church alone <laughs> you know and i knew it was going to be a small group and i knew i wouldn't know anybody but so much has come out of it i've gotten two new bible studies we've got a couples one for <laughs> monday night and i've got I've got a woman's one that is studying Ezekiel and they've already done chapters one through 32. So the really cool chapters are 32 onwards. So I am totally excited about that. So just to finish my thought on, on the prayer warriors and the people that have been coming for five years, did you feel that power in the room? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You're in the company of God's saints and Royal priesthood. True believers. Yes. On a church day, not that this is a bad thing, but it's almost like being at a hospital with a bunch of sick people, right? <laughs> and you got- Including uh, us. <laughs> right, exactly. Including the worship band yes. and, uh, and everything else that's going on there. Uh, but then you, you pluck out, you know, the, 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 the PhDs and the physicians. Well, and also uh, people that have a heart for prayer and mm -hmm. divine appointments, people that the Lord had appointed to meet and- to collectively pray. Yeah, awesome. So it was a really, it was a very uh, preordained. It, it reminded me of that of the scripture also that everything that that uh, that Pastor Stephen said, everything that is ordained for a believer to do has been known by God, has been set up by God ahead of time. So it's just like, wow, I'm showing up and, and walking in the purpose that God has already pre-planned for me. Mm. Awesome. So you get that opportunity at your church. Go. Yes. You're part of a, of a movement. So we have uh, the scripture reading, um, which is Matthew 16, 5 through 26. And one more thing, actually, before okay. we start that, is yeah. that it is slightly awkward because our home church is uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Pastor Jack Hibbs is like, I mean, we're the same age, but it, it feels like he's my dad, like a, my my ultimate, you know, connectivity spiritually is with him. So it's a little bit awkward. People ask you, oh, how long have you been coming to the church? And do you have a life group? And you're kind of like, ah, okay. Um, but I really want to encourage people to, to get past that because I think that's another distraction of the enemy is wherever you find a program or a church and you're just like, hey, you know, I just need to go to church. You're going to church, not for the people, but mm. to experience Jesus there. So you can experience Jesus at home, but when you need an extra boot, it's like working out, you know, yeah, you could buy some weights and work out in your living room or your bedroom, but there's something about going to a gym that's encouraging. It's the same thing with going to meet Jesus um, in a place with other believers, never forsake the congregation of the saints. Right. And so it doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter whether you know anybody or not. That's not where you're going. You know, it's just when you get there, you could feel the Holy Presence and you know where two or more are gathered in his name, he is present. And that's what matters. One thing I like to do, I've only had the chance to do it a couple of times because I rarely travel on or I'm really somewhere on Sunday. Usually I'm traveling on Sunday, coming back from somewhere or going somewhere. But when I when there's a church nearby, I like to go. Oh, I always I've do the that. one in Ireland, which was amazing. Um, completely different, by the way. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Catholic. Um, I believe so. Now, okay. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while. I don't know if it was Protestant or Catholic, but I'm pretty sure it was Catholic. Um, but um, it was it was an old wooden church that, that creaked when you walked in. Aww. Every board you stepped on creaked as Neat. if it was nailed in 200 years prior to you stepping on it. Um, but even uh, Elevate, I think it's called Elevate. 
um, in Anaheim Hills. Remember oh, before okay. the conference that was there? Remember that we had a really, we enjoyed our time. Yes. Um, but it's always. It's I've never a, been to a church I didn't enjoy. Yeah. It's always good to go. Always. Um, I did feel comfortable maybe the first couple of times I went, but it feels like home every time I go now. I walk in like, hey, you new here? Yeah. Every yeah. time you go into a new church? New church yeah. 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 It's like with the grocery stores. I love going to a local grocery store <laughs> yeah. and a church. And I had a really awesome experience of going to a church in the town I used to live in when I was a Muslim. And mm. I had so many negative memories in that place. Some good ones, but some so much negative association with this town that uh, visiting the local church, which was literally down the street. I could have walked there from my old home. And it was incredible. It's the first time I heard that song. And, uh, and he called my name and I ran out oh. of that grave and I was screaming and wailing my hands around. I ran out of that grave. And it was, oh, it was fantastic. So that. I'm telling you folks, when you get the opportunity, think of it like an adventure, you know, just <laughs> go through the phone book, look online and be like, I'm going to go to a new church today and just check it out. Go to meet Jesus, you know, just go there. Like, I want to see you today, Jesus. Monday service. And I used to do that sometimes when I was lonely um, before we were married mm -hmm. is I, it was like a Wednesday night or something. I'm like, oh, my God, I got to find somebody who has a local Wednesday night service. <laughs> And I would just go hang out. I, that's what I would do for conferences. I went to a conference yeah. in Mississippi. I went to one in Tennessee. I went to one in a couple in North Carolina. So I was like, oh, cool speakers. I'm going to go to this conference. I was just thinking how my friend Bill Thompson isn't watching from Ireland. Um, because, you know, you know, yeah, you know that the, the, the Catholics and the Protestants, yes. they've been at war. Yeah. <laughs> and he actually came from Scotland. And I'm pretty sure it was a Catholic church. I hope I'm right. Um, but I, I'm so sorry that I don't remember. I feel really bad now that I mentioned that out loud. If it was that different, it was probably Catholic. I think so. But I was, I was raised a Catholic. You think I remember that maybe that's why it just seemed like normal. I think, um, I think maybe it's why it's not memorable right. because it didn't, didn't stand out to be different. Right. But um, so I apologize. Hopefully, Bill, if you're watching, let me know. <laughs> and I apologize. Uh, all right. Now to uh, Matthew 16, 5, 25 through 26. Now, when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. And Jesus said to them, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves saying, is it because we have no bread? But Jesus being aware of it said to them, oh, you of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have no bread? Do you not understand or remember the five loaves for the 5,000 or how many baskets you took up or the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it you do not understand? I do not speak to you concerning bread, but to beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they had understood that he did not tell them to beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And when Jesus came into the region of Sarasai Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that the son of man am, uh, that I, the son of man am? So he actually gave a hint, son of man. <laughs> So they said, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father who's in heaven. And I also say to you, you are Peter. And on this rock, I will build my church and the gate of Hades shall not prevail against it. 
And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one he was Jesus the Christ. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. He turned to Peter and said, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Mind you, three verses earlier, he told him that he's going to build his church on him and the gate of Hades won't prevail. So you got to imagine at this point, Simon's a little confused. Um, <laughs> then, <I'm> confused. <laughs> then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? So let's go back to this about what he said to, to Peter. And I think the Lord does this to, to us all, all the time is like he had told me early on that I, I would marry as I would, as I wanted to as a child and that I would marry in a traditional fashion and I would marry a man of God. Six months into being baptized. Two years after that, I'm still like fumbling around, meeting the wrong people, crying to the Lord, like, I'm so confused. What is happening? So, and he would chastise me, like, at times when I was entertaining the wrong people, like, like I'm going to hit you over the head and make sure you understand this is the wrong person. And sometimes it hurt really bad. Mm -hmm. uh, but Were these all tall people? No. Oh. Not, <laughs> not all tall. <laughs> But the but that's the way the Lord operates. That's how he refines us. He gives you the end, and then he takes you down this road, which is painful, but you know what the end is, and so you could withstand the pain. So Peter had the opportunity to feel that, oh, wow, I'm, I'm going to be the rock on which he builds the church, so that when he calls him Satan, he knows that's not a, a permanent status. He's not going to be this idiot forever um, because he knows the end. Same when the Lord says, you will deny me three times even before the rooster crows. And Peter's like, I would never deny you. And lo and behold, Peter does it. Mm -hmm. So the apostle Peter gives us a great example of how many times we fail. And we fail the Lord. And he's given us instructions and we fail them. Or he gives us an inspiration and we do not do them. But when we hold on to the promises of who we're meant to be mm -hmm. um, and what's meant to happen, it makes all that painful stuff easier to bear. It's like a Tarantino movie. <laughs> you know the end. Yes. And then, we? And then we watch the movie. It's a bunch of chaos. Ah, I didn't know in Tarantino movies we know the end. Of yeah. Oh, yeah. He starts he off usually, with the end. He starts, starts with off. The yes. Yes. <laughs> That's so true. Thank you for that reference. <laughs> All right. Exodus. Exodus 15.26. One of the greatest books of the Bible. Mm -hmm. If you have not read Exodus, wow. I absolutely recommend it. And said... And this is the Lord speaking. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord God and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I'll put none of the diseases on you, which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Get that. So if we do everything that is right in his sight, keep his commandments and all his statutes, we would not have sickness. 
So when people say, God, why are you doing this to me? Check yourself. (laughs) Check yourself. Because if you're suffering from a sickness, there's something you're doing that has put you out of alignment with God. You know, when I was the the man walking around a Christian church who wasn't Christian. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It wasn't a Christ follower. It wasn't a Christ follower. But I, I was going to church. I called myself a Christian. I was sick every week. Oh. I mean, I was constantly sick. If like my colds? Kids, colds and t- tuberculosis. No. Um, bronchitis. Oh. Um, flu. I'd get over the flu and get the flu a couple weeks later. I'd get the flu. Wow. You know, I'd get over the flu and then I'd get the flu later. Actually, I remember one time I think I had the flu four times in a row within like two months. You're right, though. I had a lot of sickness when I was a Muslim. Backaches. Suffering from horrible backaches. Like I can barely stand up straight. Wow. And those are always stress, right? Yeah. Wow. This time I just got COVID. And, and your knee. <laughs> oh, my knee. That's not a sickness, really. But I, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's just a reminder. I think that's that little, it's that little thing that you talked about in the thorn of the flesh. The thorn of the flesh. That's my thorn right now. Just a little reminder. Uh, you need to go to this. No. Okay. Then we have uh, Matthew 16, 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And I had forgotten this scripture because mm. when I used to pray, I used to always use that scripture because it's a great, um, it's a gr- there's great power in that because you're basically binding, um, especially when people are suffering from addictions or other maladies that are emotional, social, emotional maladies. You say, I bind the spirit of confusion. I bind the spirit of depression. I bind in the name of Jesus Christ, the spirit of sickness. And I loosen the spirit of health, of well-being, of mental fortitude of, you know, because you're loosening the good graces and binding the evil ones. So there's a lot you're on the show with me. There was a lot of hand gestures there. (laughs) (laughs) Psalm uh, 77.9. Has God forgotten to be gracious? Has he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Heavens no. Heavens no. Sorry, just was checking to see if we had any. Matthew 19, 26. And Jesus looked at them and said, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Amen. Psalm 55, 22. Cast your burdens on the Lord, and he shall sustain you. He shall never per- permit the righteous to be moved. Psalm 34.5, they looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. They looked to him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. And this goes to 55.22 as well, which is, the Lord will never bring shame upon his faithful. And so um, a lot of the Psalms are about battles, that, and David would cry to the Lord about, how he was oppressed and how he was hiding from Saul and all the misery that had come upon him and all the misery he brought onto himself. David did a lot of not so good things, but um, because he had a heart for the Lord, a man after his own heart and the Lord always sustained him and uh, never put him to shame. Mm. Another one gives us hope. Hey, uh, what do you guys have? Um, what thoughts do you have on this uh, devotional and some of the scripture reading that we had, or even some of the things that we talked about with going to a different church just to go and see what's happening in that church? Um, taking the time to be filled with God's word when maybe your church has an off day. It doesn't hurt. 
we we have this uh like i said we have this thing right now that we go to this your Belinda friends church which is the, the church that i t- attended for a few decades um that i uh, had stopped going to because of covid situations but now we'll go back to and find find new people that we're meeting i see yes. some of the old people i seen some of the old people had left and got to calvary chapel hills with me um but it's really uh been great to go back into um just hear Chris Ward, who was the pastor that was speaking last Saturday that uh, uh, you referenced in your article. Yes. Which is pretty good. Oh, do you want to talk about your article that came out? How it, um... Sure. It's a, the, just the theme of what it means to be a disciple and understanding that it's not through works, but by faith. And the faith comes from hearing the word of God and hearing the word of God renews that um, sense of God's love. It's not something that we wake up and say, I'm going to be a nicer person today, but through the word. You know how many times I've done that? I, I, I do that every day. <laughs> I do that every day. And my, and I feel like, like the Holy Spirit kind of chuckles and is like, haven't you learned yet? <laughs> but, but it's old habits die hard. I'm like a, like a hamster on a wheel. I can't, I can't get off my hamster wheel. But it's, it's all about that God's learning to love like God. Learning that love is not transactional can only come from the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a plant that needs to be watered, and it's only watered by God's word. That is amazing. That's (laughs) that's one of the most amazing amazing things about God. That he gives you his love? Yeah, he gives you his love. I mean, we've disappointed him since day one, and then continuously have done it over and over and over again. for some reason, I was thinking about sports when you are a, when you're a coach is that uh, there, there's a time to lay into somebody when they're not doing the hard work, right? They're, they're either, you know, they're, they walk out onto the field and you should run up to the field. When you're coming off uh, the field, right. you should run off of the field. Sorry, I want to pull right? you, should be showing, you should be showing your effort and you're, and, you're, and you're putting your best foot forward. And so there's time for that, but even in your strongest, but in your strongest effort, if the coach knows that you, you gave your, your strongest effort, the chastising should be minimized, even right. though you lost, even though you got intercepted, if you're a quarterback, even if you drop the ball as a wide receiver or whatever sport you're playing, is that the, the, you have to have that discernment. Right? When you know somebody can do better and they don't do better, time for chastisement, time for a little kick in the rump. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because (laughs) that's, you know, uh, we were talking about that the other day and this is what I was referring to with Peter is that he told him the end so that when he called him Satan, he wouldn't break his heart. Mm -hmm. And it calls to mind the scripture that I highlighted yesterday, um, Galatians 6, um, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit from the spirit, he will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. So that's his chastisement. Like, listen, if you start going down the road and this is to believers, if you start going down the road where you're just entertaining your flesh you will bring destruction and God won't be mocked. He will not allow us to make a ridicule of him. 
So as believers, he's saying, if you're wearing the badge of Christ and you go out as a worshiper, he's like, I will not allow you to embarrass me. So if you display behavior unbecoming of a soldier of Christ, I will chastise you. Wow. There you have it. Emotional. This might be one of my favorites. This will be in the top 10. Oh, nice. <laughs> Speaking of top 10. Oh, we might be 10. like one of the top five recommended podcast recommended podcast on the Edify app, right? Which is a very cool app. I hope you'll check it out and subscribe to our podcast. Even if you don't watch, you don't listen to podcasts. I personally like to watch videos and YouTube. I'm obsessed with seeing people on YouTube. But if you would just get the app or even go online and look up our devotional and subscribe, you'd be doing us a huge blessing. And you may even find content there that you're interested in. So check it out. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcast today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I. Dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. You know what I got to find to do last night? <laughs> Besides eat chocolate? <laughs> no. I was announcing the lacrosse game. Oh, and, right. uh, and my luck, the first two games that I was announcing, our team didn't score a goal. Not oh. one single goal. And, you know, the highlight of being an announcer is being able to say, goal. I won't yell as loud as I was going to yell. But our team loud. name is, is Golden Hawks. And so I was like, I'm all prepared. I was practicing in the mirror. Golden Hawks, goal! And saying it with a little bit of, ooh! Right? And so I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Two games. Aww. A game, you know, that nearly got rained out. And then another game. And I go, I... <laughs> Am I going to have to, I'm going to be the, the, the announcer for all these games and never get to say that, that would be God. I could see that. I could see that just being like, let's, let's, let's see how you take this. <laughs> I don't know if but I want to throw you a bone last night. I don't know if I wanted them to score for, no, you know, I to, know to win it was or for, you for me to, to be able to say golden Hawks goal. <laughs> but finally in the third game, they scored like four goals, which was thank you, Jesus. Uh, and each time I said it, God made me better. Oh my God. <laughs> you don't care about the goal at all. I did. You, I did. Yeah, only because and I got to say the player's name and get, put a little bit of oomph on their name. It was it's all about you. Yeah. You could turn a kids' lacrosse game into a story about you. <laughs> you gotta love that. <laughs> Golden Ox, go! It was just like that. Oh, nice. How'd that sound? It was fantastic. You should hear it when it goes over the loudspeakers in this stadium. People all around can hear it. So awesome. <laughs> all right, my friends. <laughs> I am speechless. <laughs> hey, tell your friends about our podcast and our live streaming and subscribe and share and do all the things that are really important for us. Um, so that other people can hear God's word and not necessarily my stories about. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> please, it's not, it's not that we just want people to hear more of Andy's stories. We want people to know Jesus. Really, I swear that's the motive. <laughs>
Some of my stories are related to the message. Yes, often. Yes. All right. Artichokes and ribs tonight. Yes. Cannot wait. I love artichokes. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs>